0: So check this out. I got word that Hulu threw this crazy party in Beverly Hills with literally all of the biggest reality TV stars. I'm talking about all the bravo Labs: Candy Burris, Portia Williams, James Kennedy, Jax Taylor, even Captain Lee, and Kate Chastain. Here's the genius part. If you want to find out what happened at the party... You have to watch the commercials. Yes, I know I'll be tuning in and then signing up for a free trial to get my favorite reality TV shows at Hulu.com. Curb Your Enthusiasm season 10 episode 8 is over but we're just getting started here on the Curb Your Enthusiasm post show recap and now here are the people who know there's no bathroom breaks in podcasting I am Rob Sister Janino and we have a great panel for you here today please welcome in our great friend uh Uncle Kiwi, Akiva Wieneker Akiva how are you I'm great. I'm I by the way, we've been looking for a
1: third wheel for a long time, Rob. Yeah. But maybe we maybe we need a second wheel, like or you know, Fourth somebody wheel. who wouldn't Yeah. Well when we have to go to the bathroom. We could just have like an emergency podcast pinch hitter. Come
0: that on. would be great. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh I use John John for that on the uh, uh Facebook Friday. So there you go. Perfect. It's 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 a thing. All right. So also here with us, uh my favorite schmohawk here is Josh Wiggler. Josh, how are you?
2: I'm I'm doing well. I I take exception with the idea that podcasters can't have bathroom breaks. No, we actually do take a lot. we take a lot. Podcast. We definitely yeah. do uh, often on like the Down the Hatch podcast. Mike Bloom is playing a long audio clip from Lost, and I will run to the bathroom and try to to pee in the entire time that it takes. Do you to tell him you're going. No, he's never heard this before. Is this we're, we're recording right?
0: Uh, so I guess it's out yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't edit. We don't edit it on, on this episode. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. True Dang story. It. I may have uh, set up a, a person. I asked them a, a question that I knew they were going to have a very long winded answer to recently <laughs> and left the room to go get something out of the other room and then came back in. Uh, and uh, I believe it went unnoticed. Yeah, guilty. Guilty. It was of not that. Josh Wiggler. Um, it was not Josh Wiggler. Wait, was it me? Cases. It was not you. Multiple it was not case. you. Okay. It was not oh, you. All right. Was it, it Allie Lasher? It was, not, it was not our fourth wheel, Allie Lasher.
3: I just want to wish Josh a happy early birthday. Oh, I thought you were going to
0: happy new year him. It's <laughs> a little late for happy new year.
3: No, I'm, I need to early happy birthday, Josh, so that I don't get on the uh, cut list for next year.
2: Hours Allie, away. It's to, hours away. Don't I have to early happy birthday you as well?
3: Uh No, because I actually like when people... I have said this before that the greatest gift of all to me is give, to give me something to complain about. Mm. So if someone forgets my birthday, it's a true gift that I get to complain about it for you know however long I, I can stay focused on it.
2: Yeah. So now if I let this lie as the birthday wishes, uh, d- does that count as I wished you a happy birthday or do I have to get you on the actual day too?
3: You know, I would never... Uh, what is it like stroke my ego enough to think that josh wiggler would ever wish me a happy birthday so you know you're you're just like a bonus i wouldn't even think about it on my birthday
2: narrative that i that i big time you ali lasher you literally (laughs) came to a live know-it-alls with my family once
3: that was not that is true because rob big timed me (laughs) wait what did uh, i do what did i have Have we rob have this turned into a circular firing firing squad already (laughs) 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 this is Uh, actually one of my funnier rap (laughs) rap anecdotes rap anecdotes uh, I don't know if it's appropriate for the curb audience, but it. it is a good one. All right. Well, the one know-it-alls when Max Dawson was there, I, like, it, I had gone to the first two maybe. And then I just like, didn't get a ticket for the third. I was like, yeah, I'll send this one out. And then Max came into town and was like, I'm going. And I was like, oh, if you're going, then I'll go. Or I want to go. But it was like last minute to try to get a ticket. So I messaged you on Twitter like two mm-hmm. or three times. Like, sorry to be annoying. You did not, or he emailed you. You did not respond. Uh, then Max tweeted like, Ali Lasher has to get a ticket to know it alls. And Josh responded very nicely and was like, I'll put you on my list yeah. with my family. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the real story, the reason that this is a story is because one Brian Cohen, a day before the event, after all of this happened, emailed you and got a free, t- I wasn't even asking for a free ticket, free ticket for him wow. and like his girlfriend, now wife probably mm-hmm. from you. So not only did you big time me as like, an MTV host, but you big time me as compared to my co-host.
0: Oh boy. Wow. Yeah. Well, in fairness, in in fairness though, no, that this is, this is actually a thing that a lot of people have always said (laughs) that boy, Brian Cohen gets treated so much better than Allie Lasher. true. Everybody (laughs) always says that everybody says boy, Brian gets everything. Allie gets nothing. Yeah. Well, luckily he'll never Look, hear yeah. this, so we could talk Josh, about this.
3: Josh, this is why Josh and I have a, a secret bond forever, despite how much anxiety I yeah. seem to give him by just existing. <laughs> a, jo- in a lot, a lot. <laughs>
2: yes,
0: yeah. this was four years ago. I have no idea what was going on uh, in, in my world at that time. So I apologize. Rob- I apologize.
3: Thank God, I've been waiting for that apology for years. <laughs> I never forgets. Um, she never forgets. After, after recording uh, the
2: Wiggle Room the other day, uh, Rob and I uh, were forecasting uh, the Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast a little bit. We're like, oh, we're very excited. For this, I said I'd never been on a podcast with Allie Lasher before. Uh, I can't Ooh. if Allie correct the record if and if,
3: you never will again. Yeah, well, no, not,
2: <laughs> it's very, very possibly. Uh, but, but, but Rob predicted that you would just come into the podcast uh, ready to to pick a fight with one of us. Uh, yeah. and it that happened, happened before the show already, <laughs> yes. and it happened before the show. It happened before we started recording, and it's, it's now yeah. happening. Well, I don't podcast. pick. I don't. I
3: don't ever really pick fights with Rob. I pick fights with Kiva all the time because he's, you know, he's yeah. got a fightable presence. <laughs> yeah.
0: a, fightable a punchable presence. voice. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's the new punchable <laughs> face. is a fightable presence.
0: <laughs> yes, all right. Allie Lasher is going to come in hot to any podcast oh, yeah. uh, that she's on. We're, we're here for it. Uh, Allie, do, maybe if you ask Josh to, to wish you a happy birthday and tell him that you'd really appreciate it, maybe do you think that that would potentially convince him?
3: I want to know what you guys think about this because generally I tried to collect my thoughts generally on the show uh, this season as I've gone along here in preparation for this podcast, Um, which despite how I've uh, come across to Josh, I am happy to be here. Um, But I did feel like a lot this season and while I really like this season, but this episode in particular, they're trying a little hard to get these little like quotable moments like anti-dentite style moments so mm-hmm. like to me the 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 you know two beat bit about the i appreciate it thing eh, that, that's not gonna stick for me I, I don't know how you guys feel
0: all right kiva is yeah. that a pet peeve of yours the i i appreciate it and did it land for you on the episode
1: uh, no i'm with her I, I mean it was fine i didn't hate it but it's not something i'm going to remember a week from that we're not going to be like saying that on you know episode 10. We're making making jokes about that.
0: No, it's not super quotable. What what I did like about it was, you know, uh Larry's annoyance with it. It's one of the things that him and John Hamm really started to uh bond over. But then also I did love about how it just uh worked on uh Richard Lewis's girlfriend. Uh that was as soon as they uh he'd really appreciate it it really uh turned her over. Uh so uh can we believe what is this the second girlfriend for Richard Lewis in this season?
2: Yeah, after like two episodes of uh of, of a yattis from the <laughs> dating pool. Uh very good for Richard Lewis. Maybe I should this take a, back what I said last week. This
1: is like a very established relationship, Rob, where they're already hosting dinner parties mm-hmm. and like he's, you know, it, it, the where would she come from? This is insane. And how's it's the, like an the, old flame? dying richard lewis pulling these
0: women he
3: picked all of your furniture
0: yeah it's crazy <laughs> yeah yeah uh, ali can i just ask you uh so uh, are you a big curb person that i feel like when I, I heard you on the seinfeld bracket that you were talking about how that if you're a real seinfeld fan you're not as much into uh curb your enthusiasm and i know you're a true seinfeld fan
3: yeah well one one time only on the seinfeld podcast apparently but no uh <laughs> I, really quick about the Richard Lewis. Like Rob knows this. I do tend to just answer the question I want to answer. Mm. And the <laughs> yeah, question at is the, the Sarah Palin so, of this <laughs>
1: of the RHP world. Oh wow! I God. completely
3: reject that. But anyway, <laughs> really quick on Richard Lewis's hot girlfriend. Um, that's something my dad always complained about, and Larry David was like high on the list of something that uh, of a person guilty of this. And to me, Richard Lewis is there with this too. Like, how many? Like. Disgusting men, not Larry David's time, but like disgusting men <laughs> write like gorgeous girlfriends into the script mm-hmm. that they have. Like totally. it's just so unbelievable that any of these men would date any of these women. But okay. The Kevin I James digress. problem. Uh, the question.
2: Well, so clearly, they didn't consult any women in the writing, much like uh, they didn't consult any in the bathroom construction at Latte Larry's.
3: Now, I thought that toilet had a lot of good ideas like (laughs) George (laughs) we never just try anything like I, I think that there's room for a women's urinal I think he had a lot of good ideas obviously it wasn't perfect but I would like to workshop that with LD at some point in the world of Latte Larry. So you think that maybe what what if
0: that apparatus was there and then also a traditional toilet where if you wanna have at that thing, go go for <laughs> it.
3: Well, what I like is the squat aid. One of the funniest parts to me of that episode was how Larry's like, Women, they don't wanna touch the seat. Like they're squatting down. And to have like a squat aid. To hold, I mean, certainly not in these times you couldn't hold the bar, but why not have like a, <laughs> right. a covering of that bar that that rotates out? You know, I thought that was a really good idea. Obviously, you know, and I said this to Akiva, he was like to have no dividers between the toilets. Like, again, it wasn't perfect, but that I think was the strongest. <laughs> Akiva, like, that was we your problem? No divider? It. <laughs> yeah,
1: it seemed like a little, little risque, the no dividers.
3: It's certainly a problem. It's certainly a problem. But uh, what was the question you actually asked me, Ron?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Yeah, there's uh, no way you know. No way you
3: know. <laughs> oh, oh well, you asked if I was a Curb fan yeah. and like what yeah. the deal is. Okay. <laughs> In
1: 1864.
3: <laughs> but we can go on <laughs> yeah. to yeah. something it's else. It's going to be the longest I'm gonna, I'm gonna episode of I'm going to
1: pretty
2: quiet. I'm just, I'm just, I'm shadowing Allie Lasher. I just want to study your podcast habits so that I can be a better podcaster mm. moving forward.
3: Wow i mean look i don't have to participate i don't have to be here like this is the same thing no that wasn't shade it was serious when
1: people compliment I'm, I'm- or say something nice to Allie, she assumes they're insulting oh. them for
0: some reason i deal with this, this is every day
3: my least favorite podcast i've ever yeah. been on all right <laughs> okay, all right well let's
0: bring it back to john ham and i think that this was highly anticipated to have uh john ham here On this episode, I think he was uh, shown in a lot of the season trailers. Akiva, what do you make of John Hamm here in uh, episode eight? I
1: think this was the best sort of celebrity. You know, he's playing himself. Some of the celebrities have, like Clive Owen, some have not, like Vince Vaughn. I think this is, I think this is the peak for season ten in terms of celebrity. uh, You know, guest spot. I do wonder. I wonder if they film this out of order because there's a couple things they bring up here that they that they bring up. uh, Like what? Um. There were, well, there was a couple of jokes they went to. I'm trying to think of something.
0: A lot of callbacks to the first episode. A lot of episode. callbacks
1: to, to early in the season stuff, first of all. And there was a couple of things where I'm blanking on anything right now where it was like, oh, yeah, this was sort of referenced in episode two, but not episode seven. And I'll say this is the least sort of um, uh, we've dealt with the Latte Larry storyline of any episode and nothing really with the Me Too type stuff which uh, has really mm-hmm. been, you know, gone to the wayside. We're not sure if that's coming back at all.
0: Yeah, well that's been over for like 5 weeks.
1: Yep, yeah, we we were 100% sure it was coming back and I still think it might.
0: No, we were we were 100% sure it wasn't coming back and then we were wrong and then it was back for like two oh, yeah, more episodes right. and then it hasn't been back. Right. <laughs> it hasn't been back since.
3: Can I take issue with uh, Akiva's I I, lo- I do love that Akiva's always trying to be like they they didn't change this after (laughs) they found out about the like, you know, there's never, you can't just like take it as it is. Mm -hmm. But I do think Cheryl, when she found out about Becky and Larry was sort of like, the argument was sort of like, you were with Ted. Now this is the same. Like to me, it seemed like Cheryl and Ted were broken up at that, at that juncture. But Mm -hmm. you know, I like going down the rabbit hole with you keep Mm -hmm. on these things. (laughs) Yeah. That's not normally my nature.
0: Uh, Josh, are you a big uh, John ham guy? Are you a madman? Uh, I'm a John Ham fan.
2: Uh, I was uh, once upon a time in the city of New York, uh, part of a scavenger hunt where one of the items on the list was to take a photo with a, with a celebrity, and another item on the list was to take a photo of uh, a stranger being held in your arms, cradled like a baby. Uh, and my friend spotted John Ham on the street. And asked him if he'd be willing to pose in his arms uh, like a baby being cradled. And John Ham obliged. Wow. Uh, the days. And, I, and, I, and I took <laughs> the picture. And from that moment forward, I thought, John Ham, he's hes just like us, you know, just stopping for the people on the streets. Good guy. Yeah. Uh,
3: his rectum bleeds uh, good like vanguards.
0: Yeah. Like all <laughs> of our rectums. Allie, tell me if this is too crazy of a take. I feel bad for John Ham.
3: Uh,. In general or in general in, this in general,
0: I feel like that Same John Ham has almost nothing going on that I feel like that John Ham had the success of Mad Men and he will never come close to that success ever again i don 't know if it 's sort of like the you know George Costanza thing where that nobody else can ever see him in another role that 's not John Ham, but if we were going to do a little i m d bags right now and Josh stop me if i 'm missing something. John Hamm has had almost nothing going on, or has not caught on with anything since the end of Mad Men, and I feel like he has no prospects and no and, and nothing going nothing going on. He's uh, like the classic thing of he's a TV person. He's never had a movie that's been a, a hit. He was in the town,
2: Richard
1: Jewell. The town,
2: the town was big. You know, the Ben Affleck movie, the town. What about Tag? He was Tag a was town. a big
1: hit. He was in Tag. Tag was a big yeah, hit? Yeah, he was Tag was a hit. He was a star at Tag. He's in Top Gun. Like, he's going to be... He's in a million movies. I think this is not a good take. First of all, let's... He's a character actor Rob, now. Let's look at the big picture. Yeah, I
0: think that he's earned He that. did I divorce his wife he's after He's like retired Mad into character
1: act. He's like your wife of
0: 20 years. Let's look at the big picture. He stayed with his first wife all through Mad Men, yes, and then Mad Men was yes, over? Yes. And then he got divorced? Correct.
1: All right, let's let's look at big picture. Um, I'm surprised Ali doesn't have a hot take here, but yeah, I believe I asked this question to Ali.
3: Oh, well, yeah, but other people jumped in, so I. You, you know. told me to interrupt you if you <laughs> had if I had any
2: quibbles with your IMD. Josh M is that's extremely
1: true. good looking. He's very funny, as Josh just you know, like like he, he's you know very in the comedy world. He was on my favorite comedy podcast yeah. today, and mm-hmm. uh, where he was like laughably too famous to be on it. Uh, it is widely known. That, that, see, I think I don't think he's laughably too famous. He shows up to anything. He, they, th- like, he was definitely the most famous guest they've ever had in like 500 episodes where they have a celebrity every week.
3: He, I mean, he's been, he, like, he was a guest. I mean, before, I, I don't really know the timing. So I didn't really watch Mad Men, but I, I don't know. Like, I, just, I think I just said Mad Men. I know it's I, Mad Men. I Man, but that too. My, I, I, my mouth doesn't work. I don't know. But anyway, um, I don't know that he's typecast because, like, what there aren't enough roles for like hot straight men like in Mad Men. I, I don't know. I, I think that's an interesting take, Rob. I don't think it's a crazy take. I think John Hamm shows up here a lot, like in these roles. Like he was on Thirty Rock, like this. He was on Parks and Rec in the final season, and right. sort of like a doofusy role. Um, I, so I, I don't think. I, also, John Hamm has enough money to like never work again off of Mad right. Men too, right? Like he, mm-hmm. can, well, he just gets to do whatever he, do what he wants. wants.
2: Yeah, he doesn't oh, need to so do So he, like, he, he would be—he just- would
0: work more if he wanted to. Sure, he's got well, kids. He also, had a
3: really interesting story where he couldn't. I'm pretty sure it's John Hamm that like he could not get any roles and was like going to quit acting, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then like he was, struggled for so long. So you know, I'm happy to see John Hamm, even though I don't watch Mad Men. I think he's got like name recognition beyond that role for that role um my favorite part though to transition off of this is uh because i don't know what i'm talking about uh but that's never stopped me before i did love this whole episode i thought there were really mo- the funnier lines were subtle lines like one of my favorite things that john ham did is when richard lewis pulls up john ham goes big fan <laughs> like, <laughs> like he played like I, like john ham has done Mad Men in the world of Curb, right? I love how you guys talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like, why is John Ham, like, saying, like Oh, huge fan to Richard Lewis? Why is John Ham shadowing Larry David acting like he's a struggling actor and this is his first big break? Richard yeah.
2: Lewis must be
0: massive in the world of Curb <laughs> enthusiasm. Oh, so you think he's landing all these universe, ladies. Richard Lewis is bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In our universe, Richard Hamm. Lewis hasn't really done anything in 30 years. Right. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I did laugh a lot with all of the John Ham stuff. Uh, I especially loved that uh, Susie and Cheryl's reaction to John Ham of that they just they can't stand him. That uh, Susie tells <laughs> off John Ham. He gets kicked out of the house. That uh, every time Cheryl refers to him, she also refers to him first Everybody name last does. name yeah. John Ham. Yes. Like John uh, Hamm. get out of here, John Ham. <laughs> 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 that that really that tickled me so much. Yeah.
3: One of the problems though for me with the uh the sort of stunt casting this season, although I generally enjoyed it, is like there's certain things where I thought could continue on to be sort of like a two episode arc. Like I think Becky could have been an interesting two episode arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She it, it wraps up so quickly. John Hamm and Cheryl, when Cheryl turned the corner, I got like nauseous. I totally thought they were gonna start dating like yes. he was but but then like, oh, it ends because he does the same coffee bit and she gets she leaves. So it's just like I think that made no sense. It made no sense. Story would normally develop like they don't have the time to do it. A because it's a short season, but B because uh, they're not going to do John Ham as a reoccurring role. Allie
0: Cheryl had sex with Larry this season. Now she was rejecting John Ham because he's too much like Larry.
3: Well, I think we're underplaying the significance of Larry having sex with Cheryl's sister. Like,, like Larry and Cheryl had sex prior to Larry mm-hmm. having sex with his sister, so why not get sister. back at
0: Larry and have sex with his new friend John Ham?
3: I think at this stage she's so disgusted by anything that's Larry adjacent,
0: mm, Larry and adjacent. also they
3: wanted. John Han couldn't come back for the next episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Akiva, I guess, let, let's talk about the Becky storyline because sure. this one is another one that uh, was kind of mind-boggling to me. Of okay, so Larry goes over there, he ends up having a, uh, a, a adult interlude with with mm-hmm. Becky, and then uh, she texts Cheryl immediately. Larry then proceeds to have a relationship with Becky. Why?
1: Uh, Larry is like both, first of all, if you're Larry and the Caitlin Olson's of the world are throwing themselves at you, you go for it. Like, I don't understand what his, what his option is. Like, he owes his ex-wife anything. I don't, plus, you know, he's got to go over there anyway. She, by the way, this was another thing that happens twice, right? The sweet D's crying to get Larry to agree to letting, let her keep the house is the exact same thing we had with, Richard Lewis's last girlfriend, right? Right, the crier. Just yes. c- crying just to get whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's for
3: spite. It's for spite. I'm jumping out of my seat. It's for spite. It's always for spite. The, the, he's spiting Cheryl? No, because they're having that conversation. Not why did he sleep with her, but why does he become boyfriend of the year doing the airport yeah. pick of all that? It's because, you know, they said, oh, well, the difference between Ted and Cheryl and Becky and, and Larry is that we were in a relationship and you just had sex. And he was like, well, it's more than sex. And now he's, I loved the plot line of Larry being his version of boyfriend of the year. Mm-hmm.
2: He's uh, got to get the house ready to sell. Yeah. Drive you straight to the airport. It's un- unheard of. It
0: really I just crazy. feel like that. It was a role reversal at the end of the episode where that she was dumping Larry. I feel like Larry should have been excited to get dumped by Becky at that point. Uh, shouldn't he want out of this relationship? I think he's fine getting dumped at the end. I really <laughs> yeah, so why loved, was at the end of the episode. If he's fine with it, that and Larry's yeah. supposed to lose every week. Uh, I just felt like that this episode really just ran out of gas. Oh, I think most
1: people disagree. I, I universally saw on social media that this was the best episode of the season, by the way.
0: I thought that there were so many funny parts of this, but I just felt like that the uh-huh. ending in terms of okay, the the girl that Larry shouldn't have even been in a relationship anyway dumps him. And so right. he doesn't have to hang out with her and her broken leg in Colorado. Larry should have um, been, you know, this is the best thing that happened to me all day. That's right. the
2: deal with the, with the season. Is like every uh, um, there's so much happening in every episode that it just feels like there's there's a ton of really funny parts, but they don't always coalesce. Uh, I think that this was like the funniest episode of the season that didn't gel together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so not like the best of the season, but it's upper upper tier. But it is like the 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 best like funniest representative of these episodes that just have so much going on you can't like tell if like is the mailman the a story is the gotta go app the a story this week you know it's it, there's there's a lot of really funny ingredients in here that just don't necessarily blend together in the end
0: yeah josh uh, the, let's talk about the gotta go app because great I think idea it, it a million just, people have had this idea yeah fu- funny i a funny idea uh i feel like that ultimately it didn't really end up going anywhere because I feel like that uh, we ended up with like the, the magazine store being raided. Why do we care? Yeah. uh, And I
2: thought that if John Hamm was doing such a great job uh, shadowing Larry, uh, then, you know, for him to like really take that uh, discipline seriously. uh, And then he just abandons the shop was uh, fairly out of character. You know, he lost,
0: he lost the part. Yeah. Allie, what would you make of the gotta go storyline?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I do think Jeff would have gotten up and done it. Like, I also think that was sort of unbelievable. He was in his that, sweats.
2: Like, <laughs> he sweats. He was in his sweats. There's no way. There's no yeah. way.
3: I, I think Je- the character that Jeff is, he would do it for yeah. Larry to make the... Like, I think he just kind of he enables Larry in all aspects. Like, I think he would, uh, to me, that was sort of an unbelievable part of it. But um, overall, I really like the Gotta Go app because I like, I feel like Leon's been pretty much underutilized. In most episodes, and at least this was like some reoccurring Leon moments, and the I, I don't know how I would have felt about this episode in the context of all the others if I wasn't preparing for a podcast. Like I find just watching an episode to be way more enjoyable than like taking all these notes and watching it twice and you know getting ready to talk to you guys. So I didn't have as many laugh out loud moments. I thought a lot of things were just like teed up to quickly hit them hit them where it's like oh uh just so you know uh me and Susie are in a fight so then when she kicks him out of the house over like nothing it's like already teed up like there was Mm -hmm. no sort of connection to me with gotta go i had the first laugh out loud moment in the episode like when leon quits and is just like yeah i'm in and out there's like no further explanation Like that killed me i had good laughs with it i thought it's a pretty good business idea i don't know like it's stupid, but that's what Leon and Larry do, right? Like stupid shenanigans.
2: I think there are, there are thousands of people who have pitched a version of Poober. Uh the the first name for Gotta Go. Like I think that there are like at least a thousand different permutations of a Poober app.
0: Yeah. Like what? Like what what is the one?
2: Uh, my my neighbor uh was is really high on the idea of, of a of a poober. She might be, I don't know. Uh, is uh, high on the idea of a poober where like you uh, reserve bathrooms in the city, like right? where there's bathrooms like stationed around all over the city. If you really got to go, you can mm-hmm. like register for a bathroom that's on the poober app.
0: Yeah, uh, isn't that what George Costanza invented in the Ten Year Seinfeld reunion, Akiva?
1: On curb, yes. This is a callback to the, this very show, Curb, when when they did the Seinfeld reunion where George is uh you know, Larry has a lot of new ideas for a bathroom as we <laughs> as we've seen this season. He's he's constantly thinking about uh how could we how could we reinvent the bathroom? That's gonna be the legacy ask, on Earth.
3: Can, can I ask you a question, Akiva? When you say like this is a callback to that, like yeah, I was thinking about that. And I think I said this on the Seinfeld podcast we did, but like to me, a lot of Curb storylines happened on Seinfeld and they just happened slightly differently. Like at the Chinese restaurant when they're asking the Chinese family, like what to get to eat like that to me happened in a more PC way, more innocent way. I don't know how to say it on Seinfeld with Jerry and a mailman. Like, mm-hmm. so to, is it a callback or is it like, these are Larry's ideas and they just kind of come up again for him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the, the latter. I think, like, or they forgot. Or choice yeah. C. They forgot that they did it on Seinfeld. That's, Probably, no, that's what
3: I mean. Like, he just kind yeah. of, like, does, oh, this is an idea I've had.
0: <laughs> All right, but this actually uh, sets up this next point about how in the movie that John Hamm is making, that is being written by a Seinfeld writer, there's a, a couple of lines about how in the plot of this movie that the idea for Seinfeld is ripped off from another show akiva where is this going is this just like a improvised dialogue or is this going to be something where is larry going to be exposed as uh being somebody who ripped off the idea for seinfeld and isn't jerry kind of culpable in this too
1: yeah that I, that would be fascinating what if the season ends with like larry losing all his money wouldn't poor larry like if they do a season 11 wouldn't poor larry be interesting like they've really explored this season Larry being wealthy more than yeah. any other season. So what if the, what if they made him completely poor? He loses all his money mm, for the next season. Yeah. That might be super interesting. <laughs>
2: if you're if you're building the case of uh some sort of like cataclysmic event is gonna come down, whether it's like the trial of Larry David that we've we've speculated about, uh like you could add this to the list. Like it's not just that he he's me too'd people, uh he also his entire empire is built on a lie.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the whole premise for the Curb Enthusiasm is that, you know, you could be rich and be, you know, the same uh, miserable F that you were before you got the money. So I think that that would be interesting to see. Allie, also that Larry starts quoting Kramer in this episode. I've never seen Larry do Seinfeld references before.
3: No, what's hilarious about this is like when Larry first did the line, you know, like, oh, you better believe it. Like, you better believe I'm whatever, whatever it is i was like i was like oh this is great i love this larry and then it's like oh of course it's just a seinfeld impression that i'm connecting to the most um i loved it i also love that larry does a terrible kramer like that also brought <laughs> yeah. me some joy <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that was so weird that he did that he did that 10 seasons into curb that he starts <laughs> just like he's just quoting seinfeld now uh, he's not an impressions guy you know he's too much of a character to what be what about an bernie sanders I get that's it,
2: that's it. But he's really just playing himself.
3: (laughs) Yeah, he's
1: look. He looks like Bernie more than he sounds like him.
0: Yeah, Yeah. this is a
3: Broadway actor. What are you talking about? That's right. Yeah, in real life and in the show.
0: Uh, well let's, let's get into the uh, storyline with richard lewis and uh, his girlfriend we mentioned richard lewis's girlfriend uh, one of the things that really did make me laugh in this episode was when richard lewis first pulls up right after uh, john ham says he's a big fan uh, that that he says that john ham is playing me in a movie and richard lewis says what's the name of the movie the biggest a-hole that ever walked yeah earth. that was great I don't think this is the maybe the
2: best richard lewis episode Whatever of Kirk's yeah. enthusiasm, uh, he has some great line reads. That's top of the list. Uh, but even just like sort of the casual way he tells Larry, "I told her that you had a, a, a you Ble- were bleeding, a bleeding rectum, you had a bleeding rectum, and you were embarrassed about it, so you wanted to meet with me privately." Like just sort <laughs> of like the very casual way he says that. Uh, it was just it absolutely slayed me. He yeah. was he was he was really great this week. I thought.
0: Okay. So bleeding rectum storyline, uh, comes into play, Akiva. And so mm-hmm. that, that, that's the excuse that Richard Lewis, uh, knee, uh, it, it tells his girlfriend. And then Larry is now forbidden from sitting on the couch cushions, uh, when, when, uh, they come to the party. So. Uh, First off, is is this – is is Larry David – I'm sorry, is Richard Lewis's girlfriend in the right in any way? Uh, Should should Larry get a seat at the party? No, I don't
1: think she's at the right. I I like Richard Lewis saying bleeding rectum because I feel like that's an excuse that gets no follow-up questions, (laughs) right? That's like a pretty good excuse. It sounds realistic. It's not a typical excuse, so – She's not. She's going to buy it. Yeah. Uh, sh- no, she seemed pretty miserable. But again, she's a person she dating irked. Richard Lewis. She was. Yeah, she, she was. was
0: irked. She was irked. Uh, and so, Allie, we get into the lazy Susan of it all. Uh, so d- do you know, Allie, as the smartest person on the panel that what uh, w- what is the origin of a lazy Susan?
3: Um, I intended to look this up to be to impersonate the smartest person on the panel but i i didn't have time so i really just don't know Sounds like I, a bit based of a lazy on the susan. context of the episode oh, yeah. i don't want to speculate
0: <laughs> yes um akiva do you have any any thoughts on this Do we need to uh phone chester in to get the origin of a lazy susan uh
1: I, i'll be honest like i've heard the term lazy susan but if you had asked me to say what it was
2: yesterday i might not have known Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a lazy, lazy,
1: lazy Yeah, way. I was going to uh, say
3: I've looked.
2: Quick Google search says uh, it's a Thomas Jefferson invention. Hmm. Ooh, lazy okay.
3: that's not great. The firm lazy Susan has likely been lost to history according to Wikipedia.
0: Okay. Uh so should we fo- should we follow uh Richard Kind's uh wife's suggestion and call it uh, a- an ambitious Susan? An ambitious Susan. <laughs>
3: This yes. I was i mean I actually prob this was probably my low of the episode, yeah just the whole thing and, and you knew right you knew yeah. red stuff was gonna get on the chair i did not yes. see this coming though so good good on them well
2: that was i mean it was like the the sweet and sour sauce splashes on the chair and uh richard lewis's girlfriend is irate with larry but it, it was everyone had eyes on the situation it had nothing to do with the bleeding
0: rectum why are you mad at larry yeah he got out of the way yeah. of the food are we supposed to think that she thought that that uh that was because of larry
3: I think she just she was. Uh, it's more of a product of her anger towards him overall. I, it was ridiculous. I, we did get a great line though when she calls uh, John Ham Larry David Jr. That really made me laugh. So I yeah. guess it was worth it.
0: Yeah, uh, I did love the bromance between Larry David and John Hamm. Of that, they're both. They seem very excited. That they're both thrilled that they both got kicked out of places. <laughs> it's like a badge of honor to be kicked out of a dinner party. And so uh, John Hamm was, was was very into it. Yeah, banned from uh, mocha joe's
2: for life
3: he's banned
2: <laughs> yeah didn't, didn't appreciate the the muffin slash
0: scone yeah uh do, the, we, wobbly table. do, yeah, Akiva, do we, the wobbly table do we think there's a chance john ham is back for the finale Or you think this was one and done for john ham <laughs>
1: maybe like a scene i don't know i don't know how it works with my theory that this was so maybe filmed out of order um and i've probably not been right about the about those uh those <laughs> yeah <laughs> so far um I'm not, i i i don't where would he i see i thought he was gonna sleep with cheryl by the end of the episode when he didn't it, it seemed like they were writing him out uh, it's hard to get him i know rob thinks that that john ham is just available for work but <laughs> i think i think he might be uh oh, there's something uh, you know what i'm curious about we were just talking about the the lazy susan food scene larry and and uh and john Hamm are on the same page the whole episode are you guys I I guess I'm more most interested in hearing from Allie. When you go out to eat and you or you split apps for the table, are you big policing who who eats how much of the app if it's not like something that could be divided very clearly like say a wing or something?
3: Why are you most interested in hearing from me on this? Yeah. I don't know. You're our
1: guest and I'm 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 just throwing it <laughs> to you. I don't know.
3: I mean, look, I did have written down. I've written down a few things that uh I want to make sure I bring up by the end of the episode as we've gone through an appetizer allotment is one. I loved this part of it. I am not someone who's polices that because I am someone who's for sure going over my appetizer allotment <laughs> appetizers, are the best part of the meal, but I am a person who's like, let's get another one. Let's just get another one. So I'm, I'm generous in my hogging of the appetizers. I thought that was a really funny part of it. Hmm. You didn't like that.
0: Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I think <laughs> you don't I would, anything. I think I would know uh if somebody was going over their appetizer allotment, but I wouldn't say anything about somebody going over yeah. their appetizer allotment. Uh, I
2: would I would observe it and I would seethe. I would seethe. I would observe it and I would seethe about it. Uh I'm the uh, we go and we get a we get pizza for three people. There's eight slices. And I'm just like, okay, cool. So I'm I'm the guy who's gonna get the the two slices. Like I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get the third oh, wow. slice. I just I see it happening, and I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's cool. Eat it. It's good. But like secretly inside, I'm you can do not that kind of math. That. Yeah, like I know it's coming. I know it's coming. What? I know that I'm going to be polite enough to not take the pizza, but I'm going to be very resentful about it. And I'm not going to talk about it until a podcast. <laughs>
1: this, yeah. this is my whole life. Like I'll get my, my, we're six people in my family. And so we can't get one pie pizza. We get two, which is 16 slices. And I feel like everyone else gets two and then I, I should get six. But nobody else agrees with me. Mm-hmm. Not that I could Didn't eat six at one time. did we talk
2: about this on uh, the, the mailbag, the Mike uh, Zahalski mailbag? Well, feels it's a call back then. Just yeah, call that back to is.
1: that other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a rerun. But uh, Larry seems to hang out at the magazine stand quite a bit. Josh, do you ever visit the magazine stand? Uh definitely not. Definitely not. No.
2: Yeah. No, I can't say that. Can't
1: it's say a bigger really part of do. LA
2: culture. It seems like so.
1: They have this there's really one long that's ones.
0: near my house, and I, I honestly I don't know. Like, wh- how is this still open? Who's there buying? magazines i wonder are they like laundering money how how is it like uh they sell drugs on the sides i I don't understand how who's buying enough magazines it's not an airport are there drinks there yeah
2: i mean no if it's got drinks and candy and and uh, And maybe there's drinks and candy
0: i didn't look that close yeah well so then it's a drinks and candy store and he's getting free magazines it's a magazine it's out like on the sidewalk and he's got all the magazines there
2: yeah yeah, much uh, no, is I supposedly it's- dead, but it looks like it's you know thriving in the
0: alternate universe of Kerb. <laughs> uh, the magazine business is still booming. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. Uh, that uh, maybe is it. The pornographic magazines are they still selling? Is that it? That the, the the rest of the the rest of the magazine industry is hurting?
1: Might what be do the you boomers think? Are buying them? Yeah, I think the boomers are buying them. We already saw. Uh, a, a boomer buy some uh, pornographic magazines in the in the uh, beginning of the season i don't know um yeah i don't know who's buying them but maybe again yeah maybe in this alternate reality they don't have uh you know all, every magazine isn't going bust i want to know who do you who do you guys think won this episode because i have a hot take who won, who the, won week? the episode who won the week
0: Hmm. all
1: right well who's your hot take who won the week well i think Susie won the week she didn't have like a ton to do lazy Susie. She- not lazy susan but loud susan she you know she kicks jeff out off um right off screen which i think we should have seen that but i love i loved when uh when john ham comes into the house that whole scene is great but but uh john ham is like yeah i'm you know i'm just following around my character's kind of based on him and susie's like wait the characters a disgusting pervert (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) that was good she was fun um, can
3: I ask as a John podcast Hamm, right? listener, as a, as a yes. fan of the three of you, I, I'm not sure I fully understand the criteria of who won the week. Is it like who was the funniest, who had the best outcome? Is yeah, who it had a, the best a, a ratio?
0: Who had the best outcome?
3: Oh, okay, I think so it's Jeff out of the house, Hamm.
0: John ham won the week. Oh, Jeff out
2: of the house is actually a good pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't.
3: See, I think Larry had a pretty good outcome. He got off yeah, pretty good scot-free. Yeah, he, is yeah. Larry never allowed to win the week?
0: Let's see. Did Larry win the week? I mean, what was, was the one? He's, he's,
3: yeah. he's a movie's being made about him. He did not seem oh. annoyed enough at all. Yeah. that it's uh, a a bad movie about him. He's paling around with John Hamm. He starts a successful business that gets bites he had sex with someone he's yeah, had, but a he had to go to on. lax
0: twice in like 12 hours yeah
2: yeah that's
1: rough.
0: okay so can i tell you where i thought the episode was going so they kept setting up this whole uh like uh, fake story of larry with the bleeding rectum and then so <laughs> when larry is trying to force his way through the security line at the airport and then he gets pulled by the tsa for a random body check I thought, oh, okay, now they're going to, you know, uh, really search Larry to the point that he's actually going to have the bleeding rectum. Uh, I thought like the that little that'd...
3: Dutch boy, the DSA, was going to be the little Dutch boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but I thought, <laughs> I, I thought that they would be to the point where then, then uh, I thought that would be an ironic thing to happen after that was the fake story. Then Larry really ends up with a bleeding rectum after a uh, a very. <laughs> Hostile cavity search. Wow! Glad you that was, Yeah, up. that would have been wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's too dark, to That
1: yeah. was too dark. Too dark. It's just yeah. it's a little bit weird to play. It's tough to direct, right? It's hard to play out. Like, where are you showing blood? No. Like, I don't know how. Well, that, I, oh, like, that,
0: <laughs> uh, I think that then then he tries to say that he tries to get out of something. Then uh, and then he says that he has uh, the bleeding the a uh, bleeding rectum, and now nobody believes him. He's like the boy that cried wolf.
1: Yeah, or he could just call Sweet D right well, then wrecked, and say, Hey, right I've got a uh, bleeding rectum, I'm not coming to Denver. Sorry.
0: <laughs> right, right. It could have got into that. Okay. Um Keith, what about Larry uh, only taking the first class flight to Denver?
1: Yeah, I mean I that makes sense. I feel like that's something that Larry Dave in real life would would like not fly if he didn't if he couldn't fly first class. By the way, sweet D has no money, she says, and then she's going skiing in Denver by herself, clearly yeah. with nobody else. Like she just stole her house. You know, I guess yes, you just did. Allie, shouldn't also like, shouldn't that be a very easy decision? Who owns the house, right? Like whose house is that? Whose name is on is on like the the mortgage or whatever? Like it, wh- how is this a debate? Like either Larry thought, and Cheryl own it, or or Sweetie does.
3: I thought Larry's argument, besides the fact that I thought that whole thing was ridiculous, but I thought Larry's argument that she should keep the profits, he should get his investment. If anything, I thought. The argument should be she gets the investment because that's the gift. He gets the profit because that's, Mm. you know, on top. Yeah. So that was a poor part of that argument. But I did think he was right about the plane seat that I thought she had no right to be mad about. Hmm. So he shows up 36 hours after you get an, like I I couldn't believe that she demanded that he be on a flight. What time did he actually get there? What was the timestamp?
2: It was early. Wait, it,
0: was, it was morning. It was yeah, morning. She said it was the next day. Yeah, the next day. It was 10 a.m. when she called him.
3: All right. So he's there basically in, let's say, 36 hours at, at the most conservative estimate. I mean, why should Larry David fly coach? I loved when he said there were no seats for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> great, great delivery. No seats yeah. for yeah. me. Okay.
3: Am I crazy? Did you think she was right to be mad? I mean, he's not married. Or he had one date with her.
1: Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but, no, but it's former she, family. They were related for years.
0: Becky lost the week. <laughs> yeah. That she, I mean, she had she had Larry and then uh was gonna, you know, she thinks that her house was fine. That uh, she'd be living in a much better house if she stayed with Larry.
1: How great, Rob, was the line where Larry's like, all right, I'm going to lie about this because I'm like a liar. That's who I am. Who said that? Who told you, Cheryl, that I slept with your sister? And Mm. and he says, I got a text from her. And he said, what did it say? He's like, guess who I (laughs) effed? That was good. That was good. Okay.
3: I thought you were to say, Kiva, how good was the line where he said, if I saw a man wearing a yarmulke and a woman wearing a kerchief and carrying a mahjong set, I'd assume they were a
0: couple. That was good, too. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Akiva, what else from this week's episode?
1: Uh, should we rank the ugliest body parts? They get into that at the beginning of the episode That's when they're right. talking about yeah. Manny petties.
0: What what are the ugliest body parts? I I'm
1: I think the armpit is the ugliest body part, but I'd be curious <laughs> to hear other people's take. I think
2: knee Never. pits tough. Knee, knee pits a tough part of the body. Yeah.
0: What did Larry say? The toes and the testicles are the two yeah. ugliest yeah. body parts. Testicles one, toes two.
2: Testicles
0: one, toes two
1: hmm yeah. And armpits, three. We're saying. Yeah. I think it depends the on the person. I- I've never well, seen like, that's a nice armpit. Woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've n- I've never seen a nice armpit on any person.
3: <laughs> Can okay. I ask a sort of related question yes. to the men on the panel? And Josh, there really has not been enough Josh Wiggler. If I were hey. listening to this podcast, Come I would here. be very disappointed.
2: The, mm. like, the thing is, I I drank a lot of water today. I really have to pee, and I just haven't uh, turned in my gotta go app request. <laughs> This why is do you do it? Why I do you, really why do you run? And we'll time you. We'll so, so time you. Now he's about to talk to me, so now it's a yes. terrible time to to. Gotta it's go. a
3: quick question, really. You can Listen I, I to this a, episode. <laughs> the the way that it uh, started out with Jeff and Larry having a conversation about manicures versus pedicures, like I thought it would be way more likely that the gateway spa treatment would be a pedicure over a manicure. I thought it was very odd that Jeff had had a manicure but not a pedicure. So I turn it to the the gentleman on this panel, not to be. Uh, you know, gendered about it. Yeah. But have either of you? Have you guys had either no. a pedicure or a manicure? No, no. never.
2: I, for me, uh, I was a, I was a child getting my nails clipped by my mother, and she cut too close to the cuticle. Yeah. No one could no one could touch my nails. So. Uh, what okay. do you it was bite traumatic. them, Josh? No, no. I used to be a nail biter, uh, and mm-hmm. I really don't know how I got out of the habit. But but I I thankfully did. Yeah. And it's it's been like a solid decade plus since I've bitten my nails on the so, regular
0: uh i i've Start gotten neither i feel like I, that I would be much more likely to get a manicure than a pedicure because yes who's looking at my feet uh, at least yeah, people I see my hands yeah uh,
3: this is interesting well because i uh you know i'm of i are read all the same generation i don't know i feel like men my age often i think so men nowadays think so. often get stuff going on but uh sure you're la rob too so you should be
0: yeah but you Yet know I do, buy, I do bite my nails although recently for whatever reason i've been putting my uh hands in my mouth much less
2: oh yeah i wonder why <laughs> hey i am gonna use that gotta go app real quick i'll be right go back for it.
3: but the thing with pedicures are like nails you can keep track of yourself like feet get like gnarly and they need to be like sanded down that's why and no. a pedicure is like a nice Not experience me. a manicure is I more would... of like an effort a pedicure is an, a nice enjoyable experience
1: you ever do the one, Lally, where you have, like, the fish suck your your toes on, like, vacation? I have vacation. Not done that. What? People, I, I, see, I have friends who've never it's gotten a, a manicure or, or panic, or pedicure, but they do that. Like, fish as a, suck I guess your as a toes? <laughs> yeah, the fish suck your The fish, suck fish your, like, like, piranhas.
3: the dead skin piranhas. off Piranhas. They're not piranhas. Yeah. They're, they're not like piranhas. little fish. Yeah. What?
1: Yeah, you don't know about this? Rob, maybe that, we could put that on the wheel.
0: Put it on the wheel oh
1: what? The fish suck our toes? <laughs> fish suck our toes. That could be, like, a, a a gag a gag thing if we i don't know, lose some game or something i don't know yeah this is why
3: i'm never allowed on post show recap yeah it sounds like <laughs> i think that you you want to
1: have fish sucking on your toes i don't i do not i do not i would feel bad for the fish i would feel bad for the person who is giving abuse. me the pedicure <laughs> yeah i agree no, you shouldn't go to those I, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree um i would be fine with a manicure fine with it but no interest in a pedicure yeah yeah who's going near my feet nobody I'm a 24 <laughs> 7 socks guy. If I'm not in the shower, my socks are on. Yeah.
3: Can I pose a po- question? Oh, wait, hold
1: on. I want to follow up with this. 24 uh, yes. 7? <laughs> no, under I'm no back.
0: circumstances <laughs> do the socks come socks off? Socks
1: are always on. Always? Uh, my feet get very cold.
0: Always. All right. That, so I, I, your your wife but is one lucky on. lady. <laughs> oh,
2: should I try it? So- Socks on in the I'm wearing David the app?
1: Robinson socks right now. <laughs> so So
0: lucky. <laughs> wild yes a, yes a lot happened while I was gone. my feet get very cold josh okay yeah. if a a foot never nude
3: <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's right these feet
0: nobody's ever
1: seen these feet wow. <laughs> all right so uh feet are now toes
2: are really are in contention for warmth if worse they had shower parts. socks
1: i would wear them if there was a way wow. to do it they do it, have I would shower do socks
2: yeah, yeah but it's too
1: much effort i'm lazier than i am you know anything you else could, so, you
2: I'm, could just always wear aqua shoes uh, at all times like you could just have like
1: I don't those, like wearing uh, shoes. I don't like wearing uh, shoes. The second I walk in the house my shoes are getting flung <laughs> to you know various directions and I can't find them. Okay. So you're all socks, no shoes.
0: <laughs> all socks, no shoes. Correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Allie, do you have a follow up to this? Any any, for any have, questions?
3: Well, I have a number of uh, see I I've, I'm happy to have asked that because I feel like it really bear artificial fruit, but can I ask... I have a few <laughs> other good. questions I'd like to ask the group.
2: Yes. Yes, can, please. Can
3: you explain what Larry was referring to with shmohawk? Because I originally thought that would be like... When I first hear shmohawk, I think it's describing like Larry's head with the hair on the sides, like as opposed to a mohawk that's a shmohawk. But I was he describing like a comic book character? What was the context of that? I think it's just a
0: funny word, right? He's, he just said that out of nowhere.
2: It was from. It was a. Call, it was another callback. Yeah, it was a callback. Call callback yeah, call yeah. to what? They used that. the word when schmohawk before on this. His, series. Dad, his dad calls people schmohawks when when uh, he's driving. Bad drivers are schmohawks. Mm-hmm. All right, to me,
3: a schmohawk is the LD bald on top, hair crazy on the sides. That's my petition. Okay. Then my other question, (laughs) that one was less successful than my other question. Um, Oh, I do want to weigh in on the ugly section discussion from last week. Yes. Because Mm. I believe you guys came to the conclusion that that's so ridiculous. It's not a thing. It's absolutely a thing. Really? Every time, if you go to a restaurant with me, I know Josh, now you're probably devastated that I had to miss dinner when we were supposed to have dinner. No, but, (laughs) but, uh,
1: but what Kalish was going to be there. So you're going to be in the
2: hot section no matter
3: no, what.
1: No, Now
2: I'm rethinking it. And I'm
3: thinking, where would they have sat me? No, but I'm. But every time I go to dinner with someone and I get seated by in the back, I'm like, yup, in the back where we belong. And when I get seated by the window, I'm like, what mistake they made putting <laughs> us in the window. I feel like that's like a very regular part of my thought process at a restaurant. So either I'm like clinical, like LD, or this is a thing. Hmm.
0: Wow. Okay. I had no idea. I got to, I got to pay attention but to so, this. But you don't have evidence that this over. happens. This is your your theory. You think this is real?
3: I just think you know you want to put the attractive people in the window. Yeah, just good for business.
1: I'm sh- I'm sure we have listeners who are in some you know the food service industry. Let us know if you've ever heard of such a thing, especially outside mm-hmm. LA.
0: Yeah. Um. So, all right, let us. Yeah, let us know if it's a thing or if you're observing uh, that phenomenon. We can.
2: We can test it out when we go to a restaurant again in two months. Yeah, uh, we can put <laughs> that theory out. Okay.
3: My last thing, because I know this is wrapping up, because you guys do efficient podcasting, but I'd like to pitch a new segment that we don't have to do tonight, mm. but I'd like you guys to consider yeah, moving with, forward. With two
2: weeks left.
3: Um, and this works retroactively, like you can look back. And I've said this to Kiva, Akiva before, but I there's a podcast I really like that's. Not about reality TV, it's about pop culture called Who Weekly. And they do a game of like, does Meryl Streep know who Ariana Grande is? Or like, does this celebrity know this celebrity? And I've been playing it in my head with like, does Larry David
0: uh, know do, who. Does Robin Nakiva know something?
3: No, does oh, no. Larry David know. know who ex guest star is? Before, you know, the names on the call, or it's run by him that this person's going to be on. And like John Hamm, obviously, they, they know it. He knows him. But I feel like there have been people on the show where I'm like, I don't know that Larry David knew this person by name <laughs> before they mm-hmm. were on the show.
1: Who in particular? Was it Rebecca Romaine? Was that one of the people we were talking about?
3: That was, I think, one of the pr- people that initiated it. Or I don't know. Like it's just, it's fun to trace. Does, does he know, uh, Becky, is he an It's always Sunny fan? Maybe. Maybe that's like big enough in comedy. Oh, yeah, she was maybe in Curve
2: earlier though. She was in Curve yeah.
3: a, a long time ago. Oh, right. Well, she's I been on the show. I don't think he's ever seen curb. Sunny. I'm just getting set up. I did not claim to be a curb expert. But anyway, I just think it's a fun thing to uh kick around with certain guest stars.
2: He he definitely doesn't know Alan Tudyuk, who is the <laughs> who is was the, the guy with the Nazi dog. He's been in a lot of stuff, but there's no way Larry knows who he is.
0: Does right. he Nick know Kroll. Nick Kroll? Yeah.
2: He no, Nick I don't Kroll. think so. He's like no, heard of really? him, but he,
1: I don't think he's ever seen like the Kroll show. Do you think he saw him and Mulaney on Broadway? I doubt it. I
2: wouldn't see be surprised the league. He saw, that, that, that makes sense. He's never
1: me. seen the league alley.
3: I mean, the league is one of the uh, only other shows that like follows the curve For not the only, but like another show that follows, oh, you know what?
1: He has seen it because Schaefer, his, his buddy Schaefer mate. no, his, the guy who, who co-creates it with, who co Runs the show with him, Schaefer. That's that's the family that does uh, the league. So mm-hmm. that maybe he see, has isn't seen this it. a
3: fun game? Like, see, it's a good game.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. Clive
3: Owen. Right, no, As, no, can you
1: name a Clive Owen movie? Allie? can LD <laughs> name one Clive Owen movie?
3: I can't name a Clive Owen. Yeah, I don't think yeah I nobody
1: can. Yeah. Nobody can. It's the town. He's like He's in God. the town, the town. Wait, with John Hamm. No, he wasn't in the town. Yeah, who got billed first, John Hamm or or Clive Owen? If they're in this movie together, no,
0: I think John oh, Hamm gets billed first. It. No, wait, so it only depends on the part. No, Clive Owen. He's a movie. Clive Owen is a movie star. John Hamm is a John TV Hamm, star.
1: John Hamm is a bigger celebrity. If if you call up Lauren Michaels tomorrow, Rob, and say, we, you, "I've got two clients, John Hamm and okay. Clive Owen. Who do you want to host?" He says, "John Hamm."
0: Well, but that's but John Hamm's on a, a, a SNL. Like uh, he could be in the cast. Jimmy Fallon. if you call jimmy <laughs> fallon say who's your animal? first guest he... tomorrow yeah. ham or clive he says ham <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are, you, are, you, are you sure about that yes well, get into
3: fallon's dms yeah. and ask okay.
0: him. all right akiva yes rob your superstar john ham is mm-hmm. known for four things on imdb yeah well, one of five. them is mad men what are the other three
3: not clear history i hope <laughs> wasn't <laughs> yeah. he in that i okay. remember that yeah. no I hate that movie.
1: Yeah. All right, so John Ham, Madman, The Town, Tag. Sure. Nope. Tag is like his biggest movie that he's like the star of. Okay. Well, it's not one of the This is just movies that's not body parts he's famous for? Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, what about his so I don't know. Million don't know. Dollar
0: Arm, remember that? Oh, okay, that Bill uh, I think Bill
1: Simmons was an executive producer, sure. And Baby Driver.
0: I mean, oh yeah baby a
1: driver movie. but he's not the star of baby driver he's not the baby or the driver yeah he's not the star of, a, of any movies I, you're so down on ham it's crazy you mm-hmm. think you think we could get ham for a nap you say it's down for anything should we invite ham on uh to be our third wheel or something
2: is he on twitter I'll family him. matters with
1: john ham i don't think it's out of the question yeah season three episode seven of
0: madman <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that Chester wanted to do Mad Men. Um, now I, I'm not. I'm not. I and, and I liked. I liked Mad Men at the first, at the start. Uh, but I'm just saying that John Hamm, I think, is uh, overrated in terms of his. Uh, like you see me like, oh wow, wow, that's John Hamm. He doesn't have that much going on. I hear you. He did 13 episodes of the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt.
3: That's a great show, and he
0: had an important part. Yeah, that's a great show. That's a bad example. He's the narrator of All or Nothing, Colin, Philadelphia Rob, Eagles. That's
1: free money. That's free money. You, that's two hours for like four hundred thousand dollars <laughs> on, mm-hmm. on Amazon or Netflix. Who wouldn't mm-hmm. do that? By the way, since we're going to get uh, tweets about this, Ham did also. He's sort of in the Affleck boat, where he spent a, a while recovering from, I believe, alcoholism. So okay. he did have a little bit of a break. I don't okay. know if that was related to the end of his marriage. I don't want to speculate, mm-hmm. but he had a tough time.
0: Okay, so maybe this—he's on the comeback. Yes, he's
3: rumored to be Batman. Batman why are we doing this uh, he's batman rob you're, main, you're making batman he's rumored john ham is rumored to be batman no he's he's not, not, ba- okay. no
2: stop no 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 reporting from the beat john ham not batman <laughs> yeah now john yeah. Hamm, is that exclusive right
1: uh that he could be like Alfred. If you're even getting discussed as Superman. First of all, he's not a young man. He's 50. Yeah, or but they could be like 50. old man, superman, superham. Old man, superman. He
0: He's not the lead in any movie. He's a he's a, he's tag. part of the, the ensemble cast a at best. And I'm tag just was saying in
3: February... He was of last February. He was rumored, which means you have to be big enough to be rumored to be Batman. His agent
1: could have put I that rumor out enough. there, though. Allie,
2: there's, there's, been, <laughs> there's been cycles of John Ham being rumored for Batman or Superman for at least ten years. At least mm-hmm. that,
3: that's how long he's been huge. I think that yeah. supports the. That's I did huge. love Josh's. Theory that John Hamm was going to be the first uh, penis guillotine. I, I'm actually surprised <laughs>
2: it didn't go that way. Yeah, that's
3: that great. was such yeah. a funny. Yeah. That was Mocha the Joes, best part of the podcast so far.
0: John yeah. Hamm is uh, one of the stars of Between Two Ferns, the movie. Yeah, great which sucked, movie. by the way. But
3: that was a huge celebrity. Uh,
1: yeah, he was like their, there. Was well, he's friends with. That. Yeah, but he's friends with Scott Ackerman. That was a very easy. All get, ride was so. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hamm, the fourth, the fourth lead of Richard Jewell, behind the guy who played Richard Jewell, is not super famous. Sam Rockwell and Kathy Bates, but ahead of Olivia Wilde.
0: Huge hit, Richard Jewell. Yeah, Richard Jewell.
1: We're putting it. Should we put that in the crappy movie diaper up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's
3: a great performance. The crown jewel
0: there. of the crappy movie diaper. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Thirty-five million dollars at the box office for Richard Jewell.
1: He's he's one of the stars of freaking Top Gun two or three or however many Top Guns I've never seen. He's one.
0: not is he one of the stars or he's like going to be the an instructor.
1: Uh, he's That's, a vice admiral.
2: It could be the same thing.
1: They could be the same. It's thing. it's Tommy C, Miles Teller, yeah. Jay Con, and then John Hamm. He's, he's a head part of, of
0: he's part of a, of a cast. Homer. He's not that uh, that he's he's not the lead of any. Uh, there's no movie that would open with John Hamm as the lead. He's a TV. I star. Have another question. Yes. What's John <laughs> Hamm celebrity net worth? Well, Ali, t- I'm looking How it up. How did while Becky hear
3: about the Ted and Cheryl thing? <laughs> I'm I, not to go back to the show. But uh, did she know about it? Yeah, yeah she, she was something. like, "I'm she so, so like excited! Die. I heard about that." But no, but my real thing—I don't think we talked enough about because I'm just going to extend this podcast by accident—is like. So I can't believe I just took this back to this. I should have just let it die. Never mind. What? That's what?
1: No, keep going. Now you got to say it. Wait, Allie, you've come
3: no, I don't think, you know, the big headline of this episode is that Ted has sex. Uh, Ted, uh, Larry has sex with Cheryl's sister. And I don't think mm-hmm. we really shamed that enough. Like to me, that was like too despicable over the line for Larry, which yeah. takes me back full circle to when Rob's first question, I declined to answer about my take on curb. I like curb. I think it's really funny as compared to Seinfeld. I think LD can take it too far to sort of like an unfunny place. Sometimes and to me, like him having sex with Cheryl's sister, kind of like kills the whole like will they, won't they, or energy between him and Cheryl. Like it's just too despicable. That's I fair. Think
2: that, I I think that that's right in terms of uh, and Alkiba. I did want to get your take on this because you you said you are so invested in in Larry and Cheryl's reunion uh, that you want to get them back together. Sure, this is. This is like a very big deal. Is did did Larry cross the Rubicon? Is there is there no going back? Rubicon, also an AMC show. Uh, yes. to bring it back to John Hamm. Yeah. Uh, there is is that too far? Cause I I agree with Allie. I think what Larry did here, uh, kills any chance that this season ends with Larry and Cheryl together. Unless Larry is just like so severely out of touch that he believes the character of Larry David has earned uh Cheryl back, uh, through some future action.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. We've definitely discussed this. We discussed this last season. This is the, the question that we talked about that Dominic Malpietti sent in two years, three years ago, which is, is Larry a worse person than, than, than George Costanza, Ali? And I'm not sure he is. So I don't know why this is too far, whereas George is allowed to go willy-nilly and the characters obviously, you know, often compared to each other. Like, yes, this is a terrible thing. You should not sleep with your ex-wife's uh, younger and possibly vulnerable sister but like george did worse things like this before breakfast every day and sometimes good things happen to him also so i i don't, I don't know if this is the
0: furthest larry's ever Other gone in the wrong direction susan, what was the worst thing george did Allie? <laughs>
3: it's debatable yeah i'm, I'm What's actually the trying second to think of worst that myself? thing that george
0: and again the susan thing that, it, that that was an accident uh maybe being happy about it was uh the worst thing that he did
3: Maybe the is the human fund like take and the t- is going to keep money for charity for himself. I, I'm trying to think. I would definitely have to think more on this, but maybe it is going back to the fact that like Larry's well off and that thus makes him slightly more unlikable. Yeah. George is like just trying to get by with what he's got. Yeah. And I mean that in terms of talent <laughs> and yeah. intelligence and ability. Um, so I don't know, but to me, like, and and I'll have to think more about the George Larry thing. I had more to say about the George Larry comparison on, that we talked about on the Seinfeld podcast. That's for another day. Um, but here, it's just, it's just like so yeah. gross. Like it's beyond to me. It's beyond George, and maybe it's the times. Maybe it's that I'm watching this in 2020 and not in you know 2000 or whatever. Right. I think one whatever. of the things
2: with 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 Curb. It's like why the show succeeds when it succeeds and why it can be a whiff when it whiffs is the tension between like how much is fictional Larry like a character versus who he really is. <laughs> like does he, does he find it acceptable in real life if this were, if this were the situation? Uh, and I think it's, it's hard to know sometimes, uh, just where, where does, uh, curb Larry end and
0: actual Larry begin? I don't know. Larry's responsible for, what, two deaths so far this season and a woman I in a mean, coma? I, George has more. We had George th- with
1: some death. George pulls the IV of the guy uh, who he's trying to steal his girlfriend. George throws babies uh, kids out of the way during the fire, right, when he's trying to mm-hmm. run out the door. He pushes... He pu- uh, I think it was a grandma. I don't know yeah. what... I he, I mean, there's a bunch of kids, I think, also. But yeah, the grandma's the big chef.
3: Akiva, he was clearing a path to make sure that it was uh, safe.
1: That's true. He drugs his boss. Uh, I don't know how much culpability we want to give George for the bubble boy alley, but George does a lot of bad things.
3: The bubble boy had it coming. I don't know. Maybe it is true that it's just so these situations are so far removed from reality with George whereas Larry is playing himself and and maybe there is that uh, part of it, but you know to me, all I can say is me sitting here right now when I watch that part of it, I think they're too. I, I wasn't like throwing my computer and clutching my pearls. I'm like, oh, how dare he? But to you me, it's pearls? too far hmm. to answer Josh's question that either sh- him and Cheryl are completely done as a result, or it will be completely unbelievable when him and Cheryl reconnect. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. So I
3: think it was a mistake for the plot.
2: I agree. I, I think also, like, if you're going to go there, it's got to be a little funnier than it was. Because uh, I... I love Sweet D. I love Caitlin Olson. Mm. I think that she's the best character on Always Sunny and it's not close for me. Uh, and I didn't think that she was like terribly funny in this. I mm-hmm. think a lot of that was like, they, they didn't give her a lot of room to, to really put, like, I thought that her best stuff was at the end of the episode when she's just like yes. really down on Larry, uh, when, when yeah. he shows up. Uh, but if you're going to go this in this direction, if you're going to go in the storyline of Larry sleeps with Cheryl's sister, it, if you're gonna go there, it has to be so funny. And I thought that it, like there was there was funny stuff in it, uh, but it was definitely not uh, the the strength of the episode. It wasn't uh, you know top tier plotline in in this episode. Okay,
1: sweet D, Rob is too much of a straight woman. Like she should be more of like uh, Mona Lisa from Parks and Rec, right? She should be like just completely vile. And Larry's sleeping with her purely because she's attractive, and Larry you know like wants to get some. I, it, she doesn't have enough of a take uh uh you know sweetie, to really i hear i hear what you guys are saying all right i
3: did love the call back to the shot of larry doing the dishes and the cleaning montage yeah. which is like i would be really good at doing dishes if i were <laughs> someone who did dishes oh that is a good
0: yeah. call yeah mm-hmm. yeah call and, back yeah we got to see he actually did know how to do the dishes we well, up
2: the house really well mm. yeah first timer now i take That's it good. back
0: this was not filmed before that okay all right uh Great work, everybody here tonight. We went over our rule of an hour on this podcast, but I think it was worth it. All mm-hmm. All right, uh, Allie, where can people hear more of you? We
3: are, we do actually have a return date for the challenge. The challenge is going to start up again April first, I think, is the premiere. Uh, I will be. I'll give you an. Ex- I'll give an exclusive what? for all the challenge fans listening now. Uh, Brian actually will be away that week. Um... And uh, Johnny Langan will be joining me, or as Akiva what? calls him, the guy with the Wh- nipples. <laughs> is that what
1: you? I, no, I said the hot guy <laughs> with no shirt.
3: Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, so, for anyone who's been listening to the Challenge podcast, you'll know who Johnny is. He's really funny. Uh, we're gonna have a good time. So you can Johnny join us. is
0: the hot guy with no shirt. <laughs> yeah,
1: he was the hot <laughs> guy with no shirt. He podcast so, with no shirt last time.
3: He posted a picture on Twitter. Uh, after recording and, uh, a lot of, a lot of Big Brother faces coming on. So we'll take you if you're scraps from the Big Brother fandom. Well, you, you know, you can ride with us this season. Uh, the challenge, total madness. Uh, Bride and I will mostly be back, but it will be me and Johnny for the first episode. So I'm excited about that. Okay. And you can, uh, follow me at last tweets. Although honestly, I think Josh is just going to take me down this week because people are going to be like, I didn't want to hear Allie. There wasn't enough Josh. And it's like, I didn't ask Josh not to talk on this spot. I, I don't want anyone to drag Allie
0: this week. <laughs> don't drag
3: I, Allie. I'm Lasher. getting dragged. Don't drag Allie. You Lasher. can drag me. It's not, that gives me something to complain about. Yeah. Well,
0: I, I,
2: I'm not endorsing
0: that. Yeah, I, I don't think like that. At all. Drag Allie Lasher at your own risk. Because if you run into her then eventually one day, <laughs> mm-hmm. eh, yeah. it's not going to be don't fun. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah.
3: Literally, I've said I say yes to everything Rob asked me to do, and I'm this evil villain. Who said I, you were I a villain? I can't imagine why. Who said you were a villain? <laughs> don't run into her one day if you so drag that,
0: you're telling me if somebody drags you and if you run into them you're not gonna then uh, they're not gonna be
3: sorry we'll laugh about it
0: ali lasher is a counter puncher
2: <laughs> is that? she'll never throw the first like you, the first you punch, punch counters yeah yeah like you
0: pound the fist on the counter she's i don't not, punch she,
3: anyone I'm, she's I'm not gonna throw it. the first
0: punch but you'll be sorry if you do
3: <laughs> i don't think that's true but i would yeah. like to leave now
0: yes okay all right and then akiva where <laughs> yes. can people hear more from you Rob and Akiva need a podcast with you.
1: I actually, we had the pleasure of having Ali on uh, 32 Fans this past week, uh, doing the uh, greatest Seinfeld characters of all time bracket. That was a delight. Uh, and uh, it's bracket month on 32 yeah. Fans. It could be bracket month on. Uh, uh, Allie was a delight. Uh, you were phoning it in. Oh, wait, 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 wait Allie! He always does this to me. Well, I always
3: do that. He doesn't always say I was a delight, though. Like, I <laughs> no, rarely get true. praise from yeah. Rob. I was very happy to hear the praise on uh, Renap. <laughs>
0: The whole yeah. podcast was the key. But like, all right, can we can
1: we wrap this up now? Why? Well, well, I it was five it was five in the morning for yeah. me. All right, it had, had like major a uh, tooth operation. I, I was really under the weather. I
0: understand all of the circumstances.
1: Chester was fine. It was all right. <laughs> Chester so was Allie, fine. Ali carried us on her back. It was good. She yeah. that's why you invite on a good guest. So she could, uh, <laughs> you know, she could she could go for thirty six and eight that what that night. Nobody else here follows sports. god, <laughs> okay.
2: it
0: is. All right. Uh, Two more episodes of Kirby Enthusiasm uh, this season coming up. So be on the lookout for that and everything else coming up here on PostgreSQL.
2: I don't get to plug
0: anything. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Josh. It's
2: my birthday, man. What the hell? I mean, not yet. Well, not as we're recording this, but probably as people are listening. Maybe
0: in Australia. Yeah. Shannon
2: Mm -hmm, and Gus already wished me a happy birthday. So it's official. It's
0: official. Oh, wow.
2: It's my birthday. I'm plugging my birthday. (laughs) Wish me a happy birthday.
1: Let me ask you a question, Josh. Have you ever, would you ever cheat in a fantasy football league and screw me over?
2: Would I ever cheat in a fantasy football league and screw you over? What is, what, how would it,
0: how would I cheat? I don't even know what I would be doing. Inside baseball, inside football. I'm deciding
1: if to, yeah, deciding to wish you or Johnny Fairplay happy birthday. He has screwed me over. If you're saying you won't, I will wish you the happy birthday.
2: I, I, okay, so A. Obviously, I would never screw you over. Keith. Okay, fine. All right. Happy birthday, Josh. We're we're, we're very tight friends. Uh, yes. And and B, I am a little offended that you were even considering wishing Fairplay a happy birthday instead of me.
1: No, I just like to mention a lot that yeah. he screwed me over. Uh.
3: I would like to say I can't be blamed for this podcast going over time. I just want to say okay. that. I've enjoyed mm-hmm. my first uh, and last right. appearance well, let's, on Post Show uh, let, let, okay, let's
0: let's, br- let's bring this plane in for a landing. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Take care. Bye.